Mr. Gibbs, any particular reason why my ship is gone? The ship? We're on the ship. Jack! The ship's gone! Really? Ladies, will you please shut it? Listen to me. Yes, I lied to you. No, I don't love you. Of course it makes you look fat. I've never been to Brussels. It is pronounced egregious. By the way, no. I've never actually met Pizarro, but I love his pies. And all of this pales to utter insignificance in light of the fact that my ship is once again gone. Savvy? Take what you can. Give nothing back. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. in my office and I heard a ruckus. Describe the ruckus, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? DJ Nubis and DJ Neko here with you, not the Hordes of Chaos. Another episode of Sloshed and Moshed, episode two. Now, granted, uh, the first one we did was like a year or two ago, like why way back? Like we're talking way way back. Um, but the whole process and thinking behind it was that, and this is actually Neko's idea going way back then, is to try different beers and wines. Uh, well, at the time, the first episode, we were going to try to maneuver our drinks to the type of music we thought it tastes like. However, you'd kind of be doing that on the fly if you were really trying to do it the right way. So it didn't really pan out the way we might have thought in that one. So this time, I just figured... 
We're going to do the same thing as far as drinks, you know, beer and wine that we haven't tasted before, but uh, instead of worrying about the music that it might sound like from the beer or whatever, unless you were drinking something by Slayer or whatever, uh, we're just going to go with like some, you know, great folk, um, also pagan, Viking metal, all in the form of, uh, we got some, what, Swashbuckle in here, Enslaved, uh, Rum Ahoy, Forefather, Emma Marth, Falkenbach, and much, much more. A lot of good stuff along the way, and some beers and wine that I haven't taken. Now, one of your wines you've been drinking, right? So. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I picked it, because I think you will not hate it. And because it's like... Like, you really like it. I really it. <laughs> like it. it there's, it's, it's a red wine. I'm really into red wine. It's inexpensive, and it's actually one, like metals and stuff but it's a nice red blend and i i mean for value wine too because like you think wine you're like oh fifty dollars a bottle or i'll even buy some other wines that are a little bit more expensive but like this wine literally i'll open it and i'm like mm, so yummy and it stays fresh because of its packaging um and it's really cheap. It's like 20 bucks. So I just, to me, it's like the perfect just at your house kind of like quote unquote table wine. Very nice. So uh, we're going to get to our first beer after the first block of music. So we're going to just get this thing rolling. Kicking it off some one of my favorite tracks in the last few years, uh, Hailstorms is Fucked with an Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, you're a fucking wanker We're gonna punch you right in the balls Fuck you with a fucking anchor You're all cunts, so fuck you all Fuck you, you're a fucking wanker We're gonna punch you right in the balls Fuck you with a fucking anchor You're all cunts, so fuck you all Go! Stop! 
right, Elio Vite with Rebirth. What'd you think about that first block of music? Man? It was very drinking oriented. That's the whole fucking point. So let's talk about our first beer. All it right. is. Let me read it to you. August Steiner Brow. And the name of the beer is Edelstop. It has a score of 88 on Beer Advocate. It That's is imported from Germany. And no, I love my German beers. I know. And it basically what they say is it's a bright export beer, sparkling and fresh at the same time, brewed with the noblest raw materials, this high-class product of the old Bavarian brewing art. A great treat for every beer expert. So this is according to beeradvocate.com and it's got a lot of like mid to high reviews. Like people are not... 5.7 alcohol. Mm, yeah, people aren't out there going, um, oh yeah, this is like, it's like a good beer. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the kind of beer that it it's a quality beer but it's not like oh this is a craft beer made from citrus orange peels mixed with <laughs> peanut butter and then people get beer snobby about it this seems like a quality beer using an old style of brewing so we have our pilsner glasses we actually used to have four of these and um i think just moving and stuff they got broken but these are beautiful i think we should try and find more of them i I used to save them all for special occasions, but hey, every day is a special occasion. So yeah. let, let's take a sip. Let's go. Now this is not as pilsnery as what you would like. I can tell this is more of a lager style beer, but not a dark lager. This no. is more of like a uh, definitely light. More of a, uh, hmm. But as you said before, the good thing about this is I, I've drinking, um, I've drank like Pilsner beers where they have like that citrus taste you're talking about, so mm -hmm. it's like an aftertaste. This doesn't have that. This is nice. I like this. It's smooth. It doesn't it, blow me away, but it's smooth. And it's a clear golden color with a hint of foam. It has floral hops and a hint of lemon and it's lightly crisp yeah you know like it's not stinging your tongue kind of crisp but it's lightly crisp um out of five what would you get this um out of five i would say 2.5 so you're saying like less than middle of the road yeah i mean it, it i like i i can drink it mm -hmm. but I, I i wouldn't choose this over some so you those. you would this wouldn't be a, a a repurchase for you no you'll drink no. it but like meh. right uh, same thing for me i I'm, i was gonna give it a three because i was in that range yeah i i think it's just like what beer advocate is saying it's a it scored an 88 a lot of people are just saying it's a nice average beer and you know if you like a lighter lager style beer this might be the beer for you so <coughs> we're gonna move along on our next uh journey i think i'm gonna get the 
Yeah, we're definitely going to clean our palate. That's why I brought the water down, but we're going to do wine next. Mm -hmm. But before that, we're going to hit you up with some music. Yeah, in this block, uh, Swashbuckle and Slay, but we're kicking off some campfire. Here we go. We'll be back with the wine.
best band from Norway, Enslaved. I'd say... Roots of the Mountain. Fucking one of the best bands ever. We were just talking about this during the break when Enslaved came on, and I was like, oh, I love this song. Who is this? You're like, it's Enslaved. That's why you love it. <laughs> and it just brings back memories. Um, was it about three years ago that... It was right around your... Does it say... Five. Five? Oh, fuck. It's been that long? My 45th birthday. That was one of our favorite, you know, of your birthdays and favorite concerts. It was a weird, like... um, So your birthday is the 24th, and we went on the 23rd. It was, like, the middle of the week. We were at Soundstage. When we have bands that we really like, and for... um, We've been to a couple of cool concerts there. We usually do like the VIP area where you have a seat and they have waiters and waitresses. So we did that, but we really didn't even need to because it was the, it was like a Wednesday or something. And it was very slow. It was like I would say there's maybe twenty to twenty five people there. But they didn't play but those guys. Yeah, they played didn't play like, they like it was twenty us. or twenty five right. people, and they were there to sign posters and and shirts and sing happy birthday to him multiple times and they're just drinking and so happy to see that they had fans here who were willing to come out it was just phenomenal like we did the same thing with napalm death it was like the middle of the week and we we sat on the the little side area which is the vip area you do have to pay extra for it but you know, sometimes it's worth it. Oh, yeah. One time, though, um, Valentine's Day, it was that bloody Valentine where it was obituary and cannibal, cannibal corpse. corpse. Yeah. We didn't buy the um, VIP. I don't know if we didn't know if we could go or not. Was I away? Or we just didn't have it. We, we I don't remember. We bought it at the last minute kind of thing. And it was packed we got there early so we were able to secure seats where we had um like access to the bar and access to the area to go buy merch and stuff and then like one of us would stay stay at our seats to hold it if we went to the bathroom but god i know it has not been that long since covid started but it feels feels like like fucking forever because I did not realize how many concerts, whether it was large groups or small club venues that we would go to. I mean, it was almost, you know, every every couple of weeks, especially when I get home, I'm like, we, we were going to Metro Gallery and Sonar, well, when Sonar was around, um, the sidebar, soundstage, and now it's like we stare at each other and listen to music, and that's We still all. enjoy it. We still enjoy it, and we can't wait for... I did want to give a shout out to Hog Driver though. Hog! They did receive their stuff. Um, if you remember a few months back, uh, they were the winners of our little contest we have. Now, granted, the original gift and present was supposed to be. It was something handmade yeah, by me, but like. But, uh, life has been really crazy with my mom's illness, so I haven't. Yeah, it's just been really uh, hard to get those. Those are made by hand, so it's not like it can just be bought. But uh, we decided to go ahead and send out some stuff to him. So I sent uh, Hog Driver himself a couple CDs, uh, Falconback and Imperium Decadence, as well as his son, uh, young son, who uh, is really into ghosts. So we had an extra 
Ghost poster that's limited series when they were doing their little uh, EQ six sets. Uh, I think there was only like five or six dates they played. It wasn't even. I'm trying to look at it right. It was five. I'm looking at the poster right now, and you know I got one and you got one, so we just had the other one put to the side. And he's such a big fan of Ghost, so it was something nice for him to have. Yeah. So and we also sent him the latest uh, Cannibal Decapitation CD, which is amazing. So I hope you really enjoy. I hope Hog enjoys his stuff. So. Just wanted to give a shout out there to those guys. I'm glad they finally uh, got that because it's been a while since they won that little. Thing. It is, and I feel really bad, but you know, with me traveling and then. Well, the good news is they weren't giving us grief about it. In fact, I just you know they were more than happy when they finally got their. They stuff. got they got like a different gift, but it was still catered to their likes and. Oh tastes. yeah, yeah. I know he likes those bands so. So, all right, we got our first wine up now for the test. Now, this is one that you've liked This for a is while. one that I drink all the time. I now, think. have you tasted the other two choices? I don't know. I okay. picked those based off of their style and the name of the, of the so wine. Those, those, so, those would be new. Yes. Okay, so this is the only one that we are both aware of. I haven't really drinking this, drank this, so I don't know exactly. I drink two boxes a week yeah i mean <laughs> she's not lying so this is a box wine and there has been so much stigma about box wine being like low class and white trash and i used to well when i drank you know the red red wine but you drank it in that big manischewitz uh big bottle with the green yeah and, uh, yep, yeah you drank great. manischewitz i love you and uh, <laughs> red red wine so this is a red red wine it is made in california and honestly, this on Vivino, which is the equivalent to um, beer advocate for wines, it's among the top 7% of all wines in this region. So they are busting out this wine. It is made by Bodabox, and the name of it is Red Volution. This wine is a red blend, so it's multiple red grapes. And the thing that I love the most about it is it's $20 per box and you get uh, like three bottles worth of wine in this little bitty box. You want to go tailgating and you don't, I mean, come on, I'll just bring a little teeny tiny box and you're like, oh, look at this cute little box. It's three bottles of wine so everybody can get sloshed and moshed. You want to have a little campfire right here. You don't need a big cooler full of beer bottles right here. And every time I bring it to a party, of course, this, the wine in a box stigma, oh, oh, they taste it, and they're like, this is really fucking good. Well, I swear, like, just looking at it, if you literally put this in a glass, took it to someone, they would have no idea if it came out. No, and what I love is it, um, it is, again, for me, it's a nice middle-of-the-road wine. I like expensive wine myself but i'm not buying a hundred dollar bottle of wine every week and i want something that feels like i i love red wine so i want something bold like a red wine but i also don't want it to be too dry where i feel like i need to go Ugh, uh, uh. some wines are so dry that you uh, they actually say if you're gonna drink this wine um Eat, eat a lemon or have a bite of an apple. Why do I need to have extras to drink something? <laughs> That's the wine and cheese crowd right well, there. That, but I, I do still enjoy that and I appreciate it. But if I just want a wine that I can just pull out and say, Hey friends, let's have some wine. 
I have never had one complaint about this wine. It is amazing. And the, the big thing is like what pairs well with this wine, beef, lamb, veal, poultry. And they, they have, they mix kind of like the darker fruits in notes as they call them with the Cabernet grapes. So for me, I've already drank, I'm already drinking mine. I'm going to probably finish his because he's not a big wine drinker. I'm not, but, uh. But it has notes of cherries. So when you tasted Anubis, yeah, take a whiff, hold it in your mouth. I mean, wine in general has always smelled kind of good. I mean, I can always smell like the stuff they talk about, like grape or whatever, mm -hmm. but. When you take a, when you take a, whip, uh, a sip, hold it in your mouth for a second before you swallow. That's how you taste wine. Like hold it, and a lot of I feel people. Like I need to be wearing like a bow tie. I know, right? <laughs> and then a lot of people don't even when they're doing wine tastings, especially at the super swanky places, they spit in a bottle. I, I don't. I just drink it and get drunk. I am not a spitter. <laughs> I must. I swallow. swallow. I swallow. <laughs> I don't spit. Let, let me just put that on the record. <laughs> I, I should get a T-shirt the next time I go to a wine. Place. That would be awesome. Like it says, like I swallow, I don't spit, and it has Here like at a metal tavern radio. <laughs> we swallow, we do not spit. But it, we'd have to make it like have a wine glass on it. Oh, right, right, right. You know, it's, but it would be hysterical because I have gone to these big wine festivals and people are like, pit, pit, pit. I'm like, why are you wasting this amazing wine? Now you're supposed to, you can swallow now. It has a lot of tannins in it, so sometimes that's a little harsh for people. And it, you might notice... I think it's just harsh for me because, like, I just, I'm not a usual wine drinker, so I like... Oh, I am. Oof. But it has... That aftertaste, though. Yeah. That's the tannins. That might be what it is. And it is a little bit dry and a little bit... Not dry, dry, but it's like to the left of being middle of the road, and it is slightly acidic. So if I like your face, do you taste anything of the cherry notes or any of the blackberry notes? As I'm sipping through my sippy straw. Well, it's funny because like the interesting thing about that, I can taste the blackberry. A it lot. almost tastes like black cherry, which is interesting to me. I can I can definitely taste the blackberry, so. Yeah, it's got a heavy dark feeling about it. This, and this is not even that dark of a wine. I right. was telling you, like what I like about this is it's thirteen percent. You're not finishing it. I am. <laughs> what I like about this, I put it in my sippy cup, is it's thirteen percent alcohol. A lot of wines, especially red wines that are made, are you know, off the charts. I'm going to rinse it out. Yeah. Um, they're, they're so high in the ABV that you drink like two glasses and you're like, fuck, I can't drive. This is not, this is not like that. It's a little bit lighter, but it's also not like the uh, Moscato or like the super light wine where you're like, oh, I don't even feel like I'm drinking wine. I feel like I'm drinking like a crystal light or like a bubbly. I... Out of five, I would definitely give this a four. I've had better wines because I, I really like the heavy Malbecs, but that's not something you're going to drink every day. Right. A Malbec is heavy. Like, you think this has a heavy taste? You, you taste a Malbec, you'll be like, <laughs> those are the ones that turn my tongue black because they are very heavily influenced by 
the the blackberry and the cocoa kind of and they re it's super strong because i'm not so much of a wine drinker i might be kind of um just go by your opinion what? of well, the not, taste right, itself. Right, right, but I'm just going to say i got to have like a level playing field, so I'm just going to give it a three. Um, just because that's a good starting point for me, because then once I get to these other two, I'll have a better gauge of what I can compare it to. Because mm -hmm. I, I haven't drinking wine in like forever. And I think the other, um, there's one that we have that is a Moscato that's coming up. I've never drank it before, but this, not Moscato, um, Riesling, um, you might like a Riesling more. It's a white wine, and um, it's more of a, like, crispier taste because a lot of them are made with apples. So yeah. I think you might like that better than, you know. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, it's been a while since we've done this, so it's a lot of fun to, mm -hmm. to give it a shot. I love just picking things out, you know. We, again, with the COVID world, we have a favorite wine, wine stat, slash liquor slash beer store, and they, um, you can order online, and we just started browsing, like, what wine do I want to try, or what beer, and we picked them out, we, I went, pulled up, didn't even have to go into the store, and they put it in my, in my trunk, so... That easy peasy. Easy peasy. And now, I, I would be drinking one particular beer, but I think I actually was drinking that the last time we did the show. I think we, you were, too. Yeah, that it was Warstein. It was one of those, too. Um, but, yeah, the, the West of Bonner. Weinstephaner? Yeah. Weinstephaner. So, right. we're going to go, and we're gonna. I'm going to go prepare the next batch of beer. beer and we're going to continue with our, you know... Exactly. Music selection. Got some uh, Teresa's Rum Ahoy in here, but we're going to kick it off with some Equilibrium, but of course, a special message from Jack Sparrow. No! Not good! Stop! Not good! What are you doing? You burned all the food, the shade, the rum! Yes! The rum is gone! Why is the rum gone? One, because it is a vile drink that turns even the most respectable men into complete scoundrels. Two, that signal is over a thousand feet high. The entire Royal Navy is out looking for me. Do you really think that there is even the slightest chance that they won't see it? But why is the rum gone? Just wait, Captain Sparrow. You give it one hour, maybe two, keep a weather eye open and you will see white sails on that horizon. Terrible for you to be trapped here, Jack. Must have been terrible for you. Well, it bloody is now!
right, Rum Ahoy, Netflix and Yar. I think this is funny. Good band. It's a lot of fun. That's what the show's all about. It's about fun and drinking. Yeah, like, we're probably going to be pretty feeling pretty good by the end of it, one way or the other. <laughs> right? That seems to be always the case. All right, so, Neko, tell us what's next up on our plate here. Now, I've heard of this, and I've probably drank it back in the day, but I don't remember what it tastes like, so this really doesn't count. It's Carlsberg Premium Danish Pilsner. It's like the OG Pilsner for Carlsberg. It is from Denmark. It's got an 83 on Beer Advocate. And Pretty what, good score. Yeah. And now, what, keep in mind, like, when I when we were choosing this stuff, for me, myself... We, was, weren't, we weren't going on Beer Advocate right, or anything. Right, I was just picking anything that looked interesting, and it was sort of in my, my range of drinking like you know if we were to do a show say with blake harrison of pig destroyer like he would probably force me to try like do like other dark well he beers. likes guinness and yeah. stuff and i do too like, but that's fine because that'd be kind of fun so i might have to get with him one time when he's feeling better and see if he can uh do a show like this for us and he could like just he could pick all the beers and, right and, yeah and, and kind of like roulette it for us <laughs> right so this beer the notes on it are it's been rebrewed, so this is a new recipe. It has light and refreshing qualities with a smooth, full mouthfeel and a perfect balance of bitterness and sweetness, which you'd like. Distinctive citrus hop aromas deliver a greater depth of the, excuse me, of the flavor and a hoppy, moorish aftertaste. And, see, I don't know much about beer pairings. That's why I, like, gave the whole thing about, um the wine but i know some beers like especially the darker beers they do pair well with foods like the guinness and stuff would pair well with chocolate i don't know i mean this just looks like a nice crispy you know the color is yeah you know the uh the beer itself looks it nice smells and light. good uh the can it comes in is kind of plainish it's it's a greenish can but it's yeah. very pretty. It's got a nice little logo. And we're going to go ahead and give it a whirl. Oh, I don't know if I like this. Hmm. Now, see, here's the thing. Again, I'm not super blown away, but it's better than the last one. I think this is not as good as the last one. I disagree. Because you know me, I went through my craft beer phase and <laughs> drank every beer known to mankind. Right. And I'm like, I don't hate it, but I don't necessarily like it. And I'm trying to like let the aftertaste come through right now. Hmm. Which sucks because I just ate. But... See, now you were saying, like, with the wine, you got, like, a really bad aftertaste, and that was clearly the tannins, trust me. Uh. Well, I felt like the Augustiner was a bit more, like, it just didn't have a whole lot of oomph to it. This one has a little bit more oomph to it. It doesn't really have any oomph. I don't know. I'm not feeling... I mean, it's not, like, my, my good stuff, obviously, but, uh... The other thing, too, because you've been drinking the Hefeweizen for so long... <laughs> 
this is not a wheat beer. These are not beers made, so it, we have to keep that in mind. And I don't drink a lot of beer anymore because it was really making me fat. So that's when I became a wine snob. Less, <laughs> less carbs, as long as you don't buy, like, the super fruity wines. But right. I'm still giving it a little bit of thought here. Let me take a couple more sips. She's trying. She's trying, folks. She's trying. Because I don't hate it. But I also feel like the more that you drink, the better it tastes. Which that, <laughs> that alone is a great quality to have as a beer. The more you drink, because you get that, like... Well, here's the thing. If, you know, ranking my wine stuff on her would be like 5.0. Easily. Easily. Or what about Warsteiner? Because I like 4.8 War for Warsteiner. Because, see, I would go 5.0 for Warsteiner and 4.8 for the Wine Step Honor. No. Yeah. No. Leave it to the beer experts, okay? <laughs> um, have you seen the table upstairs of all the beer labels that I have drank and pe peeled off? Well, it's more like me and all the beer I've drunk. Mm -hmm. Now, Grant, when you started at table, you were drinking pretty good beer, but, um... Yeah, uh... This I'm gonna rank a 3.2. No point twos. It's a point five or point zero. All we're right. not doing point twos. That's, three, that's three, stupid. 3.5. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that good. I haven't decided... Drink some more. Okay, let me get another drink. Because, see, this one I actually want to keep drinking, whereas the other one was a little bitter to me, and this one I keep, the more I drink, the smoother well, the it gets. the other one was a little bit boring, you know, in some ways, so that's the thing. Like, no, the other one, it, it had, like, it was always bitter tasting, no matter though, how many... Even though that one was rated higher than this one. But I feel like the more that I drink this one... The more you like it. The more I like it. But I don't love it. We well, don't have to love it. We're just ranking it based on... But this know. is a tough one because I think it's better than the other one. Well, they didn't rank it as such. Like. But I don't think it's better than a, a 3.5. Well, I'll go with a 3.5 on this one. So you agree 3.5. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think 3.5 should be fair mm. for this one. I'll go with that. So, Carlsberg, Danish Pilsner, 3.5 from both Neko and I. Yeah, it's, again, it's a nice middle of the road. Um, now, I honestly, like, I don't think boomers are going to like this. Like, I don't even know. I guess well, we, I don't think. I guess you and I are kind of like the Gen Xers. I'm, like, right on that cusp because I was born in 1980, and some people include 80, and some people say it stops at 79. But then, because they they want to push, like, me, my people born in the early 80s into millennials, it's hard for us to be like, yeah, we're definitely millennials, but when we grew up, we didn't grow up and, boom, we had a cell phone. Like, I didn't get a cell phone until I was in my 20s, but a lot of these other millennials, when they were growing up, they, they had a cell phone as, as kids. So, what I'm trying to get at is... The generation before us, like my parents' age, they grew up drinking like strictly American light 
lager, like Coors Light, but like... Well, that's what I was going to get to. When I was growing up, in my late teens, late 80s, uh, when I first started getting into drinking, it was always like American beers. Like, it wasn't until much later that I actually started, well, early 90s, I started dabbling, you know, with uh, Corona. Uh, yeah, remember Red. when Corona and, and uh, Heineken were looked at like this big deal? Right. I mean, but, um, but I just don't even think that people my parents' age would give something like this a try, even though it's not too far off. Like, it would just kind of be a little less bitter, you know, or less I mean, was even, skunkier. I was even drinking, um... <laughs> The Australian beer that they used to advertise for all the time. Foster's? Yeah. That, um, there was a German beer. I can't remember the exact name. I think it's Cronenberg or Kronkberg. I think that sounds right. But it came in like a little silver mini keg. And I love that about it. Um, but obviously as time has gone on, especially within the last 10 years with NECA, like I've discovered much better. Like I've gone from American beers to totally just export, like... Well, we, we also have found places, like, and th this is just a product of where we live, like, it used to just be, like, you go to the packaged goods or go to the liquor store and you only have a small choice. Well, we found places, like, our, our two favorite liquor stores that they literally try to cater to you mm -hmm. and they, they have such a bigger selection. And especially with the boom in the craft beer industry the these last, like, seven years, there's a lot of local breweries also kind of dabbling. Well, we ha had some local craft beers that we liked for a period of time. Um, I was, what was it, Flames? Something Flames? Old Flame from yeah. Duclaw. Yeah, that is actually great motherfucking beer for craft. It's beautifully done. And the thing is, too, it's it's the, the hardest part with the local craft beers is everything is limited seasonal, production yeah. and seasonal. So, <clears throat> but what I'm finding now, there's actually a new liquor store that opened. We're going to have to check it out. It's big, too. It's kind of uh, close to my parents' house. Um, we, need, we need to, like, send them, like, a list of things this to carry. This is our wish list. Please. This is what you guys need to carry if you want our business. But I, I just find it that liquor stores are starting to expand themselves. They're not just buying the Budweiser and the Coors and the just, like, strict... You know the bush, whatever. But they're starting to realize that there is too. Excuse me. Whew, carbonated. Hmm. I almost finished my whole beer. Yeah, she's not even wasting time with that. So mm. I don't know. Maybe it's more of a three point five for her. You know, she just hasn't had a good beer in a while. I have. I haven't been drinking beer. I mean, like every once in a while, I'll have a Heineken. But I just, I I've lost so much weight and the. Every time I'm going to wake up tomorrow, I'm going to be five pounds heavier. And I know it's temporary, but I gain weight very easily on beer. We all do. I, I just, I, I, I'm trying not to. But I feel like this beer is probably something that our European friends are like, oh, this has been around for like a million years and it's like your Budweiser. That, isn't that what our German friend said about Warsteiner? And he's like, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, he, well, that was Eddie. He he goes to Germany all the time, and he's like... When he, I said, yeah, they got Warsteiner. He's like, dude, that's like freaking piss <laughs> compared to the German beers that we drink over there. Uh, and he might be right, you know, as far as Germans are concerned. But for me, it's like heaven, you know, that and 
wine stuff on her. Like, I just love it too fucking much. I love you too much. Too much. I I've, I enjoyed this. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to say I, I definitely... This is definitely a point five. I lied. I feel like the more that you drank this, the more you appreciated it. Because, like, I finished this and... I didn't finish the other one and just kind of put it to the side. Right. What do you think? Um, I, I'm sticking with my uh, initial rating just because I, you know, again, this isn't something I'm going to rush out and buy, um, but I do feel it was better than the last one I drank. Uh, so hats off to the Danish. It's good stuff. All right. Well, we're going to get back to some music, music. and we're going to clean up our food and uh, we're going to get our new wine that we're going to taste. Uh, kicking off this block with some Levi's. This is actually not featuring Liv Christine. This is the newest singer, so this is called Riders on the Wind. Interesting. <laughs>
right, four or five there, the shield wall closing out that block. We are back. We are back. Episode two is sloshed and moshed. Getting sloshed and moshed right now. <laughs> yeah, well, we're kind of working our way towards that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're on wine number two. Is that right? Yes. All right, so what do we have? So this is a wine from Clos Centelles. It is a French wine, so we're going across the ocean now. It is, the name of the wine is Centilia. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Centilha. But you have to say it kind of like, you know, flawlessly. (laughs) (laughs) Not like us where we're like spelling it out. Well, it is, um, the grapes are Cinesol, and it is from the, the, um, Wine style is Languedoc Rosulian Red, and it does have sulfites in it, as almost all red wine does. And what I was looking at right here on Vivino, it is... So, with wine, the the vintage years get different um, ratings. And on Vivino, they do out of five. And it looks like the 2016 got, like, a really good rating, um, higher than the 2015 vintage. Um, so they got a 4.0. This, as I was looking at the description, it is much drier than the Revolution. So I don't think you're going to like this at all. And what I did, though, is I have an aerator. That's what this crazy-looking thing is at, that's at the top. Uh-huh. So with red wine, a lot of times you want to open it up and let it breathe for, breathe for a while so you can let the aromas. But with an aerator, it can kind of, like, kickstart the breathing process. And it does make a difference because... I've gone to wine tastings where they're like, taste it, and then they're like, because this thing makes a really funny noise. It goes, while it, um, while you pour it, and the wine that has went through the aerator does taste a lot better. Now, the thing with the Boda Box is there's, like, no way to aerate the wine unless you put it into a bottle and then, like, aerate it, but I don't really think the Boda Box wine needs to be aerated. This definitely does. It's it's highly tannic. It's bold. It's not quite as acidic as the Boda Box, but it's much drier on the scale that they're showing us. Now, um, this one also pairs... Red wine usually pairs well with meat, so this pairs well with beef and veal, but they also threw pasta in this one because it's a little bit less sweet, and then when you eat pasta, a lot of pasta sauces, even though they're rich, they all have a little bit of an undertone of sweetness, especially when you're having um, like a tomato sauce. It has, tomatoes themselves have a little bit of sweetness to them. I don't think you're, I haven't tasted this yet. I've never tried this wine. I, so if we're looking at it, it's super dark, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you go and like, I forgot to say this, if you go with your wine and you go like this and you see how much like residual is on the side, that, that means your wine has legs. So this wine has... So it does no legs. No, 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 look, it has legs. Look, you go like this, and you see, like, the residual that's up there. This this wine has a lot of legs. It is probably not going to be your cup of tea, but it's always about trying something new. That's what this show's about. So you take a sniff, and it is very alcoholy right away. I can smell it. 
Definitely thicker. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Bitter aftertaste. That's the dry and the uh, acidic that you've... You, uh... So this is a much drier, much drier wine mm-hmm. than the Redvolution. Hmm. I don't hate it. <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> He's getting a drink of water. I don't love it, oh. but I don't hate it. Mm. But I will never buy this wine again. If you if you know what I mean, like. Which is good reason why I gave the last one a score I did because I needed some sort of template to run by since I don't drink wine at all often, so I know exactly where to place this fucker. <clears throat> so. Vivino is giving it a 3.9 out of 5. And it's got some great reviews, even from overseas. Like, I can't read what they're saying, but... (laughs) (laughs) So it is, I believe, this is more... Because it has almost zero sweetness to it. It is very dry. I think um, if I was eating pasta, I can taste myself, you know, like... The pasta and then the bread and this. This is a good... I wouldn't even eat this with meat. This is 100% a pasta wine. 100%. That being said, me being, you know, an American noob, I'm still giving it lower than what I said with the other wine, a 4.0. This is definitely, for me, a 3. Really? Uh, I'm giving this... uh... Uh, 1.0. <laughs> Let this be on the record. DJ Anubis hates dry wine. <laughs> and this one would benefit, honestly, if you um, if you were eating and drinking at the same time. It would bring out the flavors of the wine. And I know you're like, what flavor? But I can definitely taste like a woody kind of definitely like a woody kind of feeling almost like you can taste the oak barrel that the wine was was sitting in and to me that's not my favorite kind of wine and it's not bad I mean but it's still not to me like my my favorite wine And my favorite one actually happens to be a variety of wines, which are made, believe it or not, here in Maryland. Um, In Maryland, we have these grapes that were harvested by Native Americans. They're local grapes, and there's a few wineries around here. The one that you drove Gina and I to, and the the GPS took us, like, the super secret back way. You're like, where the fuck are we? Right. It's So that winery... And then the other one that we went to, well, I don't think we went, when we went to see the Shark Fest down in Solomon's Island, there's a Solomon's Island winery. They really try to use those Native American grapes, and it has a very distinct taste. Those wines that use that particular grape, I forgot the name of it, is, those are my five wines. Those are my wines, whether they're dry, they're sweet, or whatever. I, can, I love the taste of that grape. This apparently is a, um, it's a straight Sinsol, Sinsol? 
Sinsinso. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's a one type of grape. And a lot of times when you do that with wines, it's kind of like hit or miss with people, especially if you're not like a wine enthusiast. Right. Like, I don't hate it, but like, you see how I drink my Boda Box, which is over here, my other wine glass. I'm like, <laughs> just sucking it down. This one, I'm like, more of a slow sipping type wine if you get what I mean like I almost want to put it back in the bottle because I, I feel like I don't I'm not in the mood for it if you know what I mean right yeah uh not feeling this in fact if I had to choose the red volution is much better than this one for me well the next one is a Riesling and I like Rieslings a lot I look you give I'm not even drinking mine I'm putting mine back into the decanter so Free to good home. Free no, well, I'll drink it, just <laughs> not today. It. Right. Um. I, I I actually here. Take a sip of it mm. without it being aerated. Doesn't approve. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worse? Yeah, probably about the same for me. Mm. So I guess this was a miss for noobs. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 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 But it is low carb because there's not a lot of sugar in it. So if you're out there doing the keto diet, always look for a drier wine because it means there's not a lot of residual sugar. That's, you know, that's always a plus, right? Mm hmm. <laughs> you're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well,. We do have one more beer and one, one more, more wine, wine to check out. And that's a white out. wine, I think. It's a so. white wine, a light crispy. I like a Riesling a lot. Rieslings originally were created in Germany. So I might be wrong. Somebody's going to give me the finger over that. But from my understanding, Rieslings were kind of crafted in Germany. And the thing with wine is just like with brewing beer people start putting their little twist on things so a lot of Rieslings that I've had have also had apples in them so they are kind of like drinking a Granny Smith apple a lot of times so you well, I know you like those. yeah you might really like that one more um but again for me I, I I try to stick to the middle of the range not super sweet not super dry and it can go either way with a Riesling it can be dry or sweet but I don't know we I picked this Riesling just because it had a really cool name yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and our next beer is also in that Pilsnery German style so hopefully I don't feel like we've gotten like a home run not yet not yet like not I yet. love my Boda box but it's kind of like my, okay, I'm going to have... And see, I would have like, thought that was higher for you, but because I think you like it mainly because it's it's good, but it's also very affordable. Yeah, it's good and it's affordable, And but I told you, like, for me to get a five, it, it has to be that Mount Airy winery, or it has to be the Solomon's Island, or it could be anywhere. These Native American grapes are not found everywhere but they're like native to southern maryland and western maryland and it has a very distinct taste and it's so phenomenal and sometimes they make them super sweet and sometimes they make them just kind of like not crazy tasting and but when you taste it you get this like little tingle and you're like that's the native american grape hmm. 
All right, getting to our next block. We're going to kick off some Anamarth. This is one of Neko's favorite songs ever. And uh, before that, though, uh, the Thunder God Thor is going to give us reasoning why not to mess with him while playing video games. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. Give me a cuddly little rascal. Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Oh, Hulk, you know, uh, you know my friends, Meek and Korg, right? Hey, boys. hey guys, long time no see. Beers on the bucket. Feel free to log into the Wi-Fi. No password, obviously. Thor, he's back. That kid on the TV just called me a dickhead again. Noob Master. Yeah, Noob Master 69. Dickhead. Noob Master, hey, it's Thor again. You know the God of Thunder. Listen, buddy, if you don't log off this game immediately, I'm gonna fly over to your house, come down to that basement you're hiding in, rip off your arms, and shove them up your butt! Oh, that's right, yes, go cry to your father!
we're back. We're back. Back in black. It's sick. <laughs> All right, so beer number three. Is by Bitburger Brewery. It is a German Pilsner on Beer Advocate. It is a score of 79. The average reviews give it a 3.49 out of 5. It has actually 900 reviews. Like, I feel like this is another beer that is kind of, um, like, appreciated for it, its simplicity. I have no idea because I've never had it before. I've heard of it before, but I, I've never drank it. It says, note the first, the bright, fresh, golden color. Yes? Yeah. And the rich, frothy head, so typical of this elegant Pilsner beer. It is refined herbal notes that are delicately poised, followed by a nutty and honeyed aftertaste. So we'll look out for that. The overall impression of this gently sparkling beer is one of deep harmony with the unmistakable bitterness of the hops balanced and contained by an agreeable, mellow sweetness in the body. I am one of those people, like, when they came out with all these craft beers, they just kept getting hoppier and hoppier. We have to get the biggest, boldest, badass hops. And I'm like, no, you don't. I realized that I'm more of a barley person and not a hops person when it comes to beer. Um, I'm trying to think what it was called, but it was like called Hopsecutioner or something crazy. <laughs> I drank it and like almost puckered up. I'm like, it's nothing but hops. It like just slams you right in the face. So I appreciate that they took the time to explain, yeah, you're going to taste some hops but it may not be like, you know, a hop overload. Yeah, the it comes in a can, which is cool. It's, it's a cool-looking can. It's not like you're... Very Germany. And um, it's not a little tiny guy either. No. Uh, then they have like a little emblem up the top with an image of a man drinking a beer with a bow tie. It looks almost like the German version of Colonel Sanders. So that's uh, their natty bow? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You got that right. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty cool from the can side, so now we get to test it out drinking-wise and see how we are. Alright, take us, take it a smell. It smells, it smells like beer. It has a, uh, let me see. Hmm. I think this one's my favorite so far. It's got a lot more punch to it. Mmm. But the ABV is the lowest. It's 4.8 compared to the last two, which were over 5. Right. Hmm. I do taste the gently sparkling beer. Pairs well with wasabi peas, which is what I'm eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> One person says this is their go-to German Pilsner. And... It has a light, medium carbonation, very clean and crisp, and that's what I'm tasting. Yeah, but it's probably the best of the run that we've had so far. The person said, though, it's a winner. Not my favorite German Pilsner, as I tend to favor Rothaus Pils and Weinstefaner, but... It's inexpensive and well-crafted and extremely enjoyable drinking. And, you know, sometimes the price point helps you a lot. Like I'm telling you with the Boda Box, it may not be my 5.0, but it's very tasty and very reasonable. So I'm going to buy it all the time. 
it may not again that the the other ones that i was talking about with the native american grapes they're like 25 30 dollars a bottle which isn't expensive in the wine world but when i can get three bottles in a box i think you like this one the best too i can see it the way that you're drinking it yeah, I mean, it, uh, and especially coming out of a can, that's hard to do. Well, you love yinling in a can. Yeah. You hate yinling, but then yinling in a can tastes completely different than, like, draft yinling. Right, I'll drink yinling in a can all day. The bottles, not so much, which is just weird. That's, like, your favorite cheap beer. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'll just get a case of yinling in a can in my day. Not yinling in a bottle. Right. In a, has to be in a can. Which maybe we'll pick up some yinling in a can and we take it to our Super Bowl party at Michelle's. Because they love yinling, but you love it in a can. In a can. And Michelle loves that Boda box, so I'll pick up a Boda box. Ah, win-win. And maybe I'll make up some kind of dip or something and take it. I haven't made my um, Mexican taco dip in in a while. I could could put that. It's a couple layers. Of course, we can't go to the store. Instacart. We are out of quarantine on Super Bowl Sunday. That's true. So, so I asked, that. and you and I have, so full disclosure, the dude that I sit next to at work, COVID, but neither COVID. one, COVID, neither one of us have any symptoms and we've been, you know, doing the right thing. We've been staying in, doing curbside delivery or, um. Ironically, ha- it's always been everyone around us. <laughs> yeah, it's around us, not us getting sick. Everyone it- thinks that we're going to get it because the stuff that we do, the work that we do, but what ends mm-hmm. up happening, it's people around us. Yeah, he works for Amazon. And he's a delivery driver, and they've been very great with their rules. They're like, okay, before they all used to crowd. But into- they still get people like in the warehouse. So like, it's it's like I'm I'm we're doing the right things, but like we're still dodging people who aren't doing the right things. Mm-hmm. And so, but you you are um you used to you were saying like before COVID they would pile you in like twenty deep, loading up right on top of each other. Now they don't do that, and they're, they only are allowed, like, X amount of time to load up. So, you know, oh, because the 15 minutes is, like, the marker, like, f- if you have 15 minutes of exposure. Well, the home homeboy who sits next to me is less than five feet away from me. And he sneezed the other day, so he probably sneezed <laughs> on me. And he sits right next to me, so it's definitely more than 15 minutes. I mean, we're not crazy, we don't sanitize every piece of mail that comes in. We don't. We just wear our masks because we. I've seen people that do that, but like my aunt and uncle, and they both got it. But everybody does it differently. I've you know most of the time when I'm delivering, I don't run into people like, and that's the good thing. I I, I do that. Well, anyway. they told you you're not allowed to hand anything anymore. You have well, to. But sometimes I still do because people. Oh, they come. might just be on the porch or something. People will come to you and like they're like, go ahead and you know just take it. Like that's that's what my point is. Is some people are like leave it at the end of the driveway. I'm like, cool, gotcha, I'm out of here. And then other people are like, hey, how you doing? I'll just take it right from me. So it just depends on the person. But it, the, the the end of the day is that when I go into certain places, yeah, I throw my mask on. I'm more careful because if I'm in like a senior citizen home or an apartment building or business, I'm just in closer proximity with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I'm out in the suburbs and I'm going to these like half a million dollar homes, half time they're not there or they're out back and I'm just dropping on the porch and going. So I'm not really running into a lot of people. But 
you and I, we, we do everything we're supposed to do to, to avoid people, to avoid those cases. Like when we go out, we're wearing masks like we're supposed to, the stores. And, but, you know, we like we talked about a while back, we went to Thanksgiving at one of our relatives and they were like planning for us to sit outside like pariahs. And then uh, those two both ended up getting it, right. which was hysterical. So they, one of them ended up getting it from their own work, and it wasn't even us. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. so from studies, I'm sorry, I'm chewing with people. Yeah, she's eating. As my eating my wasabi pee. But what they're seeing, extended exposure in enclosed spaces, like workplaces, like restaurants. So that's why I kind of did get a little bit worried being as this guy sat right next to me, but then I'm kind of like, okay, it was Wednesday. I, I was with him Monday, Tuesday, and just early Wednesday. I left early in the day because he found out about the COVID. Um, the guy was brand new, and I'm totally know that he, because he was new, he started on Monday. There's no way that he would have, you know, even if he thought he was potentially exposed, he would never. It's hard getting a job as it is, but. How do you call your job on your first day and be like, and with my job, <laughs> they all they all know that my mom is very ill and they've been great about it. But as soon as I'm like, I'm going home and I'm not coming back because you know you're not handling COVID the right way, they're like, oh well, just let, let me and no, let me get let me get permission. Let me yeah. I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, the state of Maryland has certain mandates about how it's supposed to be handled, number one. (laughs) You did like this one. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, uh, I've been sitting next to him for the last two days. Now, granted, then my boss was like, oh, were you wearing your mask? And I'm like, well... Well, it doesn't matter if I was wearing my mask 100% of the time. There's two problems with that. One is... Even if you're wearing your mask, if you're exposed to somebody with COVID and you've been around them for 15 minutes or more, you still need to quarantine. That's not even that. Like, I go to work and I'm around people, other drivers, when we're setting up. Yeah, we're supposed to stay about six feet apart, but we're talking to each other and not everybody has masks on. We're all assuming we are all clean. Clean. <laughs> uh Neko goes to work, and instead of, like, separating the people like they should, say, like, one every other cube, they've got a guy sitting right next to her. But, again, it's all in the assumption that he's clean, mm-hmm. that you're clean. So, here it is. Like, even if you're wearing a mask, you're within a less radius of this person for the entire day. So, anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. Yeah, we're that. done with COVID. We're, let's talk about... Beer. Burger. My rating... Well, let's go with your rating first. What are you going to get? Why do I got to go first? Because I'm curious what you got. I'm going to finish my glass. <laughs> so I'm giving that a 4. 4.0? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm giving it. 4.0. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Here, let's clink. Let's see if we can make it sound. Hey! Yay! So that that, that was a, a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Carlsberg was pretty good, too. Even I would, like I was saying with the Carlsberg... The more you drink it, the better it tastes. Bitburger just tastes good. I could drink it all day kind of thing. Like, See, it's funny because NECA's like, well, you're going to have to drink that first one, the Augustiner. And I'm just like, I'm better off just pissing in your mouth because that's what it tastes like. <laughs> Where did it go? 
What do you mean, where did it go? I don't know. What you, oh, it's behind your laptop. Oh. So I might just leave that for her because it's basically water, and we're all made. It's of water. not. It's not water. It's like there's something about it. I'm gonna take a sip of it now, because especially since I just took a taste of the Bit Burger, it's something different. Like they're saying the Bit Burger tastes hoppy, but I don't really feel the Me hops. Either. I don't taste the hops in the Bit Burger at all. It's more like wheat to me, actually. Well, it, it says. I mean, it's not a like a nutty, strong... a nutty honey aftertaste. Nutty, nutty. You said nutty. And I, I'm drinking this, the first one, um, the Edelstoff. The Bit Burger smooth. I like mm. that. See the Edelstoff. I don't want to insult the August Diner bra, but it almost tastes like Budweiser to me. Right. Take a take it take a little. No, I don't want to. I've had enough of that. <laughs> but you're right. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Like it's just, it's very unimpressive to me. So you know, it's not about bashing any particular beer. This is just our opinions. People might have different opinions of this, just like anything else. But I mean, some people love Budweiser, so they might give this a five. Right. 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 <laughs> so it just depends on your taste and what you're looking for in a beer. Um, we're not snobs by any means. We will take some of the We drink we... everything. Right. I'm talking about wine for me, too. I have only once in my entire life had a wine that I said was absolutely undrinkable. It tasted like vinegar. So even something like the one that we just had with the wine, um, the... Oh, what was it called? The Clos Centilliers. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be dry and... I may not be in the mood to drink it right this second because I did. I, I just put it to the side. However, when I started reading the description saying, oh, yeah, great with pasta, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be making homemade mini pizzas. So that tomato paste with some of that wine will be amazing. We will drink and try everything. We, we're we not snobs. But everything is, you know... Everything is not good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's an opinion. It's uh-huh. objective. Like, I mean, well, I mean, and especially like you know, you're a bigger wine drinker than I am. So if I were, if someone had asked me like about these wines, they said, "What do you think?" I'm like, "You're better off asking the expert over there because me, I would give you my honest opinion, but it may not be." But see, your opinion, a fair is, opinion. your opinion is good because some wine drinkers are super casual. They're not like me, where I have gone to so many wineries, watched the wine being made, talked to the winemakers, um, gone to wine pairings. Those are the type of things that I love to do. <laughs> Ironically, though, you actually scored Carlsberg a little bit higher than the, the first one, which you said you liked the first one more. No, no, no. I said the first one, um, after I took a sip of it, after I drank the Carlsberg, this is like the Coke-Pepsi thing. Right. So remember... They're like, take the Pepsi challenge, and Pepsi was scoring high all the time. It's because the first taste of the Eidelstoff, the front end of the Eidelstoff, has a better front than the um, the Carlsberg. Yeah. But the Carlsberg has that longevity. Kind of like the Coke. Pepsi I, is sweet, 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 and you're just like, bleh. But when you take a sip of it, if you're doing the co- and you say which one do you like better, you're, most people pick the Pepsi because it has that, you know, sweetness on the front. That's kind of how I think the Edelstoff is. It has a better, you know, forward taste, 
the Carlsberg is kind of like, the more you drink it, the more you like it. And I know that sounds like an alcoholic talking, but it, it was. <laughs> the more I drank it, I'm like, it just keeps tasting better. Now, for this Bitburger, I, which we both gave a four, I can still, it still smells good. It still finishes well. It, it like, and I'm just like, you're not supposed to do this when you're doing a tasting, but I'm eating wasabi peas, drinking, you know, the Edelstoff and drinking this. But what I like, the reason I like to do that is a comparison. Like, am I still thinking the same way? Mm -hmm. Because if I said that the Edelstoff is a three and then I drink this uh, Bitburger and I'm like, wow, this is great. And then I drink the Edelstoff and I'm like, hmm, is this better than the Bit? But no. I, I just compared myself. Like, the Bitburger is my favorite so far. Yeah, much, much better. Much better. And it doesn't, like... In fact, I think... You got three more cans up there. Yeah, I'll be drinking some of that tonight. <laughs> right after the show. All right, uh, so we have one more wine to go. But mm -hmm. we got another block in music, and some of it will feature a former lead singer, Tenniger Calvary, who we saw a few years oh, ago. Oh, bless him. Uh, we lost him way too early. But uh, we're going to kick it off some Falkenbach, and I know that Neko likes a few tracks from this band, so we'll see if she digs this one. Mm. And here mm. we go. i got to give you my iPod, because you got to put some new stuff on it. I do. I have an I iPod do. still. That's how old.
Fuck yeah, Moon Sorrow. DJ Anubis. And DJ Nico. Alright, so we are up to wine number three. So, this is a six total tasting, and this is the finisher, and I think this is a good finisher. It is a Riesling, and you see it has a slight sparkle to it by the bubbles. It's yeah, I was not. I say it looks almost like champagne. So, it's not a sparkling wine, it is not a champagne where it's actually carbonated, but naturally Riesling itself just from, you know, chemicals and stuff, it has a slight bubble to it. It's it's not like beer where you carbonate it. It's not like soda where you carbonate it or champagne, etc. This is just a natural occurrence. So the name of this is Kung Fu Girl Riesling. And that is 100, 100% the reason that we picked this. I've never had it. I mean, I've had it. Which reminds me, is that like a label you can put on one of our tables? Look at it. It's a pretty wild label. Yeah, um, it's fucking cool shit. So we'll make sure to save it. And little tip for all you other label people like me. What I tend to do is I fill the wine bottle with hot water and then I put the wine because you fill it with hot water to heat it up too but it also sinks it and then you put it into either a tub or sink. the sink or like a wash tub or a bucket and let it soak for a long time and be careful like peeling it off and a lot of times a lot of these especially the um ones that kind of have a little bit of a metallic flair to it they pop off without even peeling but I definitely want to save this. I don't know if I want to put it on the wall or if I want to put it on, you know, anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I could put it down here. But... I'm just saying, like... Because we have our wine wall, too. Are you still working on a table at all? Mm-mm. No. I mean, I can keep putting stuff on the table forever. But I definitely want to save this. I would say put it on the table just because... If in case we ever do move, we can take that table with us. Because <laughs> that one's going with us, and so is that one. So the wall's not going with us. So. And I even told you about down here. It's it's hard to describe what I've done and what Anubis has done, but it's always with me getting crazy. I'm like downstairs in the basement. It's just that like old school pine paneling. I'm like, why don't we just start putting stickers up? And he's like, okay. So I told him, if we ever move, we'll just fucking cut, because it's paneling. Mm. It's not drywall. It's just paneling. I'm like, we will just peel these pieces of paneling off, so if we do ever move, we can put them elsewhere. The table, if the table ever breaks, we still have the top of the table. You know, if we ever decide that's not the type of table that we want, just take that fucker off, and now look, it's a piece of artwork you can hang on the wall. So anyway, back to Kung Fu Girl Riesling. It has been featured in Vivino's 2017 Wine Style Awards. It is a Washington State Riesling it, and among the top 5% of all wines in the world. So this, I just picked it on a whim because it Kung Fu Girl sounds awesome <laughs> and the label was awesome. Um, it's 12%, so it's a lot less than the last one, but about a percent and a half from the Boda box. It does still contain sulfites. It has apple, pear, green apple kind of undertones, a little bit of citrus and lime. What they say to eat this with is pork, shrimp, 
um, spicy food, so good thing I'm eating wasabi peas, poultry, cured meats, um, I'm surprised I didn't say fish, but I understand because this is a little sweeter, a drier red wine would be more of a fish type food. Um, someone said on, on Vivino, it felt a bit luxurious with the fizz. The Riesling was sweet and tasted like apples and citrus fruits. Um, it already has an amazing, I mean, out of five, it's 3.8 looks amazing. I've given it a great smell and it smells like apples. So I am ready to dig in. You smell the apples? Big time. Mm -hmm. And I do love Riesling. Mm. Oh, this is good. It's still slightly dry, not super sweet. It's more like, uh, maybe not Granny Smith apples, but what's the other one? Yeah, Granny Smith apples. I was thinking Golden See, Gold. I was going to say, it does have a sweet taste to it. Oh, if you want sweet wine, I got wine that's like fucking uh, fudge. You drink it, you're like, phew! Has a bit of an aftertaste. Describe the aftertaste. Uh, Citrusy. Let's see. Does it taste a little like minerally, like maybe salty or... Um, I don't know. I mean, it's still, still a bit sweet. Um, I, can, I guess it could be a little bit salty. In the, some reason, way. the reason I say that is that's how they're describing it is very minerally. Yeah, like, I can see that. Like earthy mm -hmm. tasting. And um, with all tastings, wine, beer, chocolate anything that or even fragrances like if you're oh look i got a new perfume everything has like you have a head a middle and an undertone so you take a sip of this and boom the apple you can smell the apple the apple hits you right on the nose but then it's like okay in the middle is where you start tasting the lemon, the citrus, and then at the aftertaste you're talking about is the earthy taste. Yeah. And that's just kind of how they describe it. I'm sure this is the best wine that you've enjoyed. Tonight, yeah. Tonight. Yeah, it's a bit smoother in that regard. This is not my favorite wine ever, but I can see how it has gotten the awards because... It's smooth. It's also sparkly without being carbonated. You know, it's, it's got a crispness to it. It's very fresh. I, um, again, with the vintages, 2017 and 2015 were their big years with this particular wine. So this wine, they're calling it middle of the road between light and bold. Whereas... The last wine we drank was very bold. This one is on the same level of dryness, but because it's made differently yeah. and with different grapes, you don't feel so like, eh, like you just ate a thousand crackers. It's more like, yeah, it's dry, but it has a bite to it. 
this type of wine goes really good with sharp cheese. Probably. It does. And then, hold on. I'm trying to read the last little bit here. I can't believe top 5% of wines in the world. Top 8% of wines up from ancient lakes of Columbia Valley, which is up in Washington State. So this wine that I just picked because it has a really cool label and it's called Kung Fu Girl is, you know, pretty well known and has won some awards. Right. So with that being said, I know you used to drink Manischewitz and that's like basically drinking grape juice. <laughs> it really is. Today you got a full gambit. You got my Red Volution, which is a middle of the line nice kind of sweet kind of dry red then you got a bold full-bodied red that is meant to be it really i think the last wine is not fully appreciated unless you are pairing it with something because it is i i put mine to the side it's a little too not free drinking this this is the shit that Mommy's drink because mommy needs a cocktail and mommy's going to the damn wine festival and this is you, all you and Gina would be eating this up. This is day drinking wine. Yeah. This is like Social easy stuff. yeah, easy to drink. You don't get that like the throwback, you don't get the whew. Yeah, it has like an aftertaste but not strong like the other one. No, no. I understand what you're saying about the other one. The other one is... It's from the tannins. It's from the type of grapes they are. And because when you make wine, a lot of times um, you add sugar and you can put in as much as you want. I think they put like a teaspoon of sugar in the last one. But this one, because they blend it with the grapes and the apples, you're getting that residual sugar with extra fruits. Rating? I'm giving it a four. So am I. Hey! I'll be drinking this shit all night long. All night. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the best one we've had tonight. Um, now, granted, I know you really love the Red Revolution, but again, I'm not the biggest wine drinker, but if I had to compare the three tonight, this one was the best one I would I thought this. I, I thought you would... Riesling is, is a gateway wine. So is Moscato. <laughs> Flavors <laughs> a pot's a gateway drug. Riesling is a gateway wine. They're really easy to convince people. Okay, drink it. It tastes like apples and Sprite, but with alcohol. You're still back to the bit burger. Mm-hmm. There's more up there. I'll be cracking up another one of those bitches. <laughs> I'm glad that you like, like, this is the whole idea, is trying to find something different that you like. You have taken Gina and I to the wine tastings before, and I'm trying to think which one it was. One of them, you just dropped us off and you went to, I don't know, like the Green Turtle to watch football, but one of them you actually stayed, and because they gave you wine tickets, you tried a couple of wines, and you're like, yeah. 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 Not really my thing, yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's because of, um, because wine is made from grapes, and do you think it's the taste of wine, or do you think it's more like, uh, the type of wine that you've tasted, especially in your youth, 
might kind of like give you projections onto the wine that you're tasting down the road. Because see, for me, when I was a little kid, I was a little alcoholic. <laughs> and it's not true. But like, like not much has changed. Yeah. But like my family this could be good or bad. I don't know what your opinion is, so you can shame my family all you want, but they're not the type to be like in front of children perfect, you know, partridge family. I love Lucy. So you think good parents. <laughs> <laughs> They're good parents, but even when I was really little, they'll drink beer in front of me. They don't give a shit. And oh, my parents would drink beer in front of me when I was a I kid. I can't picture your parents drinking beer, number one. But Oh, they weren't like heavy drinkers. But I was just trying to say, like, I remember my grandma and I were outside playing. And, you know, I was swinging on the swing set. She's sitting on the picnic table. And she had a beer. And I clearly was not able to read. So I didn't realize that whatever she was drinking, natural light, whatever, is not a soda. But I just see a silver can. So I take a sip of it. And I'm like, mm. So that was my first experience with alcohol, and I can clearly remember the taste of it, and it was like a little, like the, a little sour, a little like what you're not used to, but then when you go into school, and you're, you know, you're a teenager, and you're going to part, it's the same thing, you take your first sip of alcohol, and you're like, hmm, what I loved about some of my friends, especially as we got a little bit older, do you remember when Sandy had her house not too far from here and she would have those Halloween parties and we would make jungle juice? <laughs> it's basically every alcohol in the house poured into a punch bowl. And that shit will fuck you up and it tastes really good. It tastes like fruit punch. That's why Jeffrey got so messed up. So. Fuck you very much, please. Fuck you very much. But it's like... Is the is the goal of drinking alcohol to mask the flavor of the alcohol because it's all fermented, so it has that little like punch to it, or is the idea to get something that tastes so completely not like it, but you still get fucked up? Because I actually enjoy like this. Well, is these days for me. Drinking isn't really so much about getting fucked up. I just enjoy having beers. And... But is it about the taste of the beer? Or oh, yeah. It... Okay. Definitely, definitely. That's how I am, too. It has to have a good flavor. But do you want yeah, it I wouldn't to be sit here masked? Doing, like, I wouldn't sit here doing shows drinking Budweiser. I just wouldn't do it. But do you want it to be so masked that it's like, oh, it tastes like I'm drinking a fruit punch? No. I just, I'm very particular. I like what I like. Mm-hmm. But you also like fruit punch. Yeah, but I don't drink mixed drinks. Like that's not my thing. I don't hard liquor and all that's just not my thing. Never has been. I think for me it depends. A lot of those mixed drinks have a lot of sugar and oh my god, will you have a headache the next day? Cuz it's more like you're you're coming down off of being dehydrated from the alcohol, but the sugar overload is even worse. 
Oh all my right. god. I love alcohol. You love alcohol. We all love alcohol. We love alcohol. <laughs> I love Riesling. You apparently love Riesling. So we got three more tracks and then we'll be back to close this bitch out. Here's the privateer with gunpowder magic. Mm.
All right, DJ Nubis. DJ Neko. I'm back with you with our second episode of Sloshed and Moshed. I'm getting sloshed right now. I'm, drink <laughs> I'm drinking your Riesling. Yeah, she's uh, double fisting, well, triple fisting the wasabi peas. Uh, the Riesling and her red wine revolution. I, I think I'm putting the red wine to the side. I'm going to finish the Riesling and this thing of wasabi peas. Crazy. I think wasabi peas pair well with uh, Riesling. Sorry, I am chewing so. You know, you're going to be banned from those things. You've just been eating the shit out of them. Yeah, but they're peas. <laughs> and it's like only one third of a cup is 140 calories, so. This, you should take those to like the movie theater. I agree. <laughs> I fucking love the. I've been really into salt this week. Like, I've been having a, a salty tooth, not a sweet tooth, so. I also have the wasabi and soy sauce um, almonds upstairs, and I ate like half of that package too. It's just so, I, I I would just like lick salt. This is so gross. Like I, I could just lick salt right now. I'm really in a salty mood, and I know sometimes when you um are craving a certain thing, like they say, if you're craving chocolate, it means you're deficient in um, magnesium. I don't know what it means when you're craving salt at all. I've never had a salty craving like this because I'm normally a, a sweet person. I'm always craving sweets, and I haven't really been craving sweets this week. So I don't know. Me Well, we hope you enjoyed our second episode. It was a lot of fun. Not sure how often we'll get to this particular show, but well, now that DJ Neko is not going to be traveling as much anymore. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. We we'll try to fit it in as we can. We got other shows that we haven't done in a while either, so who knows what else is on the plate coming up. But well, I got it. What would you like to? Uh, what other show would you like to see come back? Well, it's never about really coming back. I mean, I had just shows that I would do here and there, but I think you did Nocturnal Pulse with me not too long ago. Yeah, I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> but uh, we started the Meat Grinder, Death Metal, Thrash Zone. Mm -hmm. She won't do the progressive one with me. I might have to get uh, Crash to do that mm -hmm. with me. Or Jason Griffith. Yeah, yeah, he'll do one of those too. But uh, but who knows? Like, it's really just about time. Hordes of Chaos really covers all that ground, so that's the good thing about that. Well, that's what show. we like. The Hordes of Chaos is kind of like a um, a, a, free a hodgepodge yeah. of everything. It's it's like rock and metal and different types of metal and topics. I mean, we could do a topic show. Do you want us to like talk about? The Super Bowl. We could do a Super Bowl show, and you will be bored because we know everything about football. We will pull statistics out of our asses like you've never seen before, and then all nobody of you, wants to. Yeah, all you metalheads will it, be like, "It's probably I hate bad my enough." Life. When I hate my poets life. are in here, and are uh -huh. like, mm, "Oh God, it's football talk." All right, well, we're gonna get ready to get out of here. I uh, appreciate everyone tuning in and checking us out. Spread the word, Metal Town Radio Podcast. Neko and Anubis, we are out. Neko out. Neko out. <laughs> Secret out. Secret <laughs> out. Later, all. Oh, goodness. Bombadida, 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 Bombad